Well, hello everyone. I hope you're all doing well as you are listening to this little segment I call Conscious Commentary, uh, a segment that is part of our Higher Journeys radio portfolio. I am your host, Alexis Brooks. And uh, for those of you who are um, regular listeners of uh, the show, particularly uh, Higher Journeys Radio, uh, we had a week off last week. We had five weeks in June, so we decided, oh, we're going to take a week off, give everyone a little bit of a break, give ourselves (laughs) a little bit of a break, uh, uh, especially during these uh, summer weeks. But we're back. We're back. So I'm so delighted that you decided to join me today. How is everyone doing? Oh, what I'm hearing is uh, we got the range of how people are doing. Some are doing fantastic. Some not so fantastic. It's amazing how I am hearing from all walks of life, from all people all over the planet. And I do hear from people all over the globe. The tumult seems to be getting more intense. The challenges seem to be getting more intense. Certainly the global scene in terms of events whatever they may be, however they may be, are getting more intense. I'm not going to spend this segment talking particularly about the why of the intensity. I do have a philosophy, and we have discussed this before, that we are and have been, frankly, at a precipice, at a choice point. And I think of these moments of uh, challenges at that are so incredibly intense as perhaps the storm that is necessary before we see the calm after. So it's rocky. I, I say to people, buckle up. You know, it's 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 been a wild ride talking to friends and family that are going through very, very um, crisis points in their life uh, for various things, health situations, financial situations, relationship situations. So my message to you is hang in there. We'll get through it. Uh, We'll get through it. And this is where I want to take this little, um, that, that point and segue over to how do we get through it? When life seems to be happening to us, when things seem to be out of control, what can we do about it? Well, although we may not be able to completely uh, shift the tides, at least uh, not with specific things. There are things that are in our control. In fact, I think there's a lot in our control. But the thing that I want to talk to, talk about to you or with you today has to do with something called forgiveness. But not just forgiveness in the, um, as an act that we do, that a choice that we decide to make, but the frequency associated with forgiveness. I think there is such a thing. It's been said that there's frequency, a certain frequency associated with everything. If all things are energy, and energy has a, a, a vibratory um, aspect, uh, I suppose all things have that. And if they do, they have a frequency. Color has a frequency. Sound is a frequency particularly emotions, hate, and fear, and angst. They have a frequency, all right. You know, I look at it this way. Um, a lot of people think of the opposite of love is hate. Um, others believe the opposite of love is fear. Subsets of, of fear would include hate and bitterness and anger to me, that's a pretty low frequency. 
if you want to look at it hierarchically. Um, there have been many that have talked about the the uh, lower energies versus higher energies. It's just the way I think us humans look at it. But nonetheless, let's call it a weaker energy. And then there is love. Again, looking at it hierarchically, you would think that love is at the top. So we'll, again, for the sake of the way we humans tend to think about things, let's look at it very, 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 very top. What are subsets of love? They include compassion and empathy and kindness and forgiveness. Those things have a frequency too. I want to bring up um, something that, you know, I, I, I just think this man who's no longer with us just did amazing things to show evidence of how emotions do have a frequency and affect us. And that is a, a, the late um, researcher uh, from Japan, Dr. Masaru Emoto. I believe he was a doctor. Masaru Emoto. Uh, many of you uh, in the Higher Journeys radio audience, I'm sure, are familiar with that name. He was well known for, uh, among other things, his uh, experimentation with the frequency or rather the consciousness of water and uh, how he was able to show through a very, very unique fast freezing method that when certain words were spoken and moreover felt uh toward the water, he would flash freeze it and they would form crystals. They would all form something. But what he noticed, and I don't know if he went into the experiments with this sort of expectation, but what he found consistently is that when words of, of hate and of jealousy and of fear were being spoken toward the water and he would flash freeze it, it would instantaneously create these very ugly crystalline um, patterns they were asymmetrical, very out of sync. But on the opposite side, when words were spoken, and I have to emphasize felt, because I'm sure that had a, a lot to do with it, that were coming from a place of love. The images were extraordinary. As a matter of fact, the, the companion blog post that, uh, that will be available with this podcast, I'm going to see if I can find some images so you can see. It's stunning. It is really stunning to me. And I, a lot of people, again, he had a, a massive following, still does. His work is just revered um, completely. He was really devoted to our understanding um, that things other than us are, are conscious. However, this is the thing that really stood out for me. Let's think about what we're talking about. You take water. And again, I think what he was trying to achieve is to show that water had H2O, had a measure of consciousness, but how, how conscious, how intelligent, and moreover, what is the relationship between us and water? And this is what his results showed, among other things. I'm really simplifying this. His body of work is, is, is very intricate and extraordinary. But what occurred to me is the fact that, look, we as human beings are made of at least 70% water. Think about that. There's a correlation between uh, a glass of water, a body of water, and our body, because we're made primarily of water. I think it's even higher than that. But I think maybe you know where I'm going here. It's, we'll look at it as a little bit of a syllogism. If A equals B and B equals C, then A equals C. Well, if these uh, words and emotions, the range of them, whether 
we're talking about hate and fear or love and compassion and forgiveness had a definitive effect on the water, then guess what? It's having an effect on us. That's that syllogism. Okay. So where I'm going here is forgiveness. This came to me and wanting to talk about this when I was listening to a talk, oh, about two or three weeks ago by a man who whom I absolutely uh, recommend that you look up. His name is Ole Damagard. I believe he's in the Netherlands. No, he's actually in Spain. Very controversial speaker. You know, he talks about sort of the conspiratorial aspects of events, um, etc. And he's a, he's a very thorough researcher. But um, equal to that, he's a huge proponent of fighting the ugliness of the world with love and forgiveness and kindness. I just put a quote on my Facebook page. It simply said, and I got it from him, kindness is power. We think of um, power as a force that is exerted over others. We have been indoctrinated into the idea that power is something that we use to control others. I never felt that way. Never really felt that way, to tell you the truth. I always felt that there was, and still do, that there is an inner power. And that power is not over others. It's it's not over anything. It's of us. And he said, it's not control that uh, gives power or it's those, the, those are not the ingredients. It's kindness. We could go after the bad guys and shoot them and, you know, or the, the person in your life that's a pain in the butt and try to exert power over them or change them. No, 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 no. You've heard the term kill them with kindness, right? I think that's probably where that came from. But the bottom line is without digressing too much, all of these things have a frequency and they have an effect not only on whomever we're looking to forgive, but on ourselves. Why? Let's go back to the water experiment. This has been shown over and over again, not just by uh, uh, Masero Imoto. I actually did a little experiment with water myself just to kind of see if I could shift. It was a little bit different. Maybe I'll get into it another time. Not today. Stay tuned. We'll talk about it later. But what I, I wanted to see for myself and with my own eyes, it was a much more cruder and, and experiment because I didn't have the equipment that he had. But lo and behold, I used sound, basically, in a nutshell, to try to shift uh, the quality of water. And I got definitive results. So I'm taking this all the way back to, there's something to this, everyone. There is something to this. Let's think about it. If emotions and words can affect water, in the form of what we're seeing as these structures, either very orderly and absolutely beautiful, by the way, or very disorderly and chaotic, they have to be affecting us. There is a frequency to love and there is a frequency to fear. Which one would you choose? Let's move to forgiveness for a moment because I think it's important um, again, going back to that talk with Ole, I think that that kind of came up in the mix. And I've heard others talk about it. And I've contemplated it as well. I've um, fortunately been pretty blessed that uh, there hasn't been much in my life I've had to forgive. There are times, you know, but I was always able to achieve that. I also have talked to many, many, many other people that have been hurt by Friends, family, spouses, bosses, you name it. You've heard of them too. Maybe you yourself. And they absolutely refuse to forgive. 
Well, we've already, I think, had made a good point that forgiveness is the way to go because of our little frequency and energy experiment here. But let's just contemplate this for a moment. Why is it that it seems to be, for some, maybe many, so difficult to forgive? Does holding on to anger and bitterness, which I would say would be the opposite of forgiveness, does that somehow act as a surrogate or security blanket, you think? Do, do you feel that if you if you hold on to that, there's some virtue in that? I think some people think so. I don't know whether they would consciously admit it. But if that's the case, then why is it so difficult for so many people? Forgiveness feels good. Have you ever done it? I mean, really, I'm not just forgiving um, in words, but feeling it just like we feel the words that we speak, and they have the effect on the water. Try it. Try loving, hugging, and feel it. There is a frequency associated with it. And that frequency is no doubt affecting you. It's affecting your health. It's affecting your disposition. It's probably affecting who you're magnetizing into your life, who you're repelling, depending on the frequency, uh, what frequency you're putting out. It's heavy. <laughs> Just to, to, to kind of use a, a, a um, slang word. It's a he- this is deep. This is a deep thing. And although there has been much uh, talk about this, particularly in metaphysical and new age circles, it's still not executed on as, as it should be. And it's so easy. Love, forgiveness feels good. Fear, hate, anger, that feels crappy. Do you actually feel good when you hold on to bitterness? Some people, again, feel, you know, uh, now I don't want to confuse anger with righteous indignation. I also want to make that point, and I brought that up. That is not to say you're condoning what someone did to you, maybe, or that you're weak, or that you shouldn't be setting boundaries. By all means, you should. And, and, and firmly, but you can do both. Forgive and move on. And now I know. <laughs> now I know where I can go and not go with this. You know, it, it's just one of those things. But it feels really good to forgive to to it, it's as if a burden was lifted. And, you know, in some cases, we're talking about a lot to forgive. I mean, we could be talking about someone that killed somebody else or, oh, Obviously, we're talking about horrendous, horrendous things that people are holding on to, and they feel it's justified. The act was evil. There's a lot of that going on, right? Uh, Particularly on the global stage. But the kindness, if we put that as our priority, not necessarily directly to the individuals that hurt you, but being of that energy in general, I think can actually alchemize the opposite. It can transcend it. Alchemizing anger through forgiveness, literally changing the structure of your own energy field and your cellular structure, which is what? Primarily water, like Masero Emoto had shown with his water experiments. I think I made my point. I just noticed I'm running out of time. (laughs) This is only about a 15 minute segment. So I want to leave you with, again, um, and go on the Facebook page and grab the grab the uh, little, I do these quotes every once in a while. Some of them come from me and some I borrow from other people. It's very simple. And there's a beautiful image in the back of the, the little poster I did. But grab that and send it to somebody. It simply says, kindness 
is power. It's more than a metaphor. Kindness, the frequency of kindness, has the ability to ignite an army of love. And boy, do we need that right now. I thank each and every one of you for your support of this show. I love each and every one of you. Let's spread kindness, guys. It's the only way we're going to repel the dark, or at least have a shot at it, right? Thank you again. Until next time, I'm your host, Alexis Brooks.